Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. There's some people in this world, Dan, who unbelievably have not tried a Big Mac. That's right, and we've got one Ooh. of them with us. I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Cause, yeah. let's let Matt try his, yeah. try his okay. first. Mm-hmm. First impression. It was fluffy. It was inviting. It opened the door and said, hey, come on into the meat house. That's what it says at your door, your house, too. It does. My neighbors are uh, not pleased with me at all. Mm-hmm. And then you know what the pickle says? Pickle says, we're not f-ing around. We're uh, we're taking it down to the flavor train. Mm-hmm. There's Don't no devours his <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. We, sh- we should have all taken a big bite at the same time. We needed someone to be talking. No, we didn't. So went to the Phantom, took my daughters to the Phantom of the Opera Saturday night. Is this a local production? I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Sorry for chewing in your ear while you listen to this podcast, but uh, mm-hmm. a I love that sauce. You can absolutely plow it back. She's a real fine dame. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. They want to put their face deep into a Big Mac. It's February 10th. You know what that means. I got yerba mate everywhere. I got um, a Oh, you got some uh, Lysol wipes right there. Oh, yeah. Clean it up with that. That's right. Here they are. Perfect. February 10th means uh, a couple new episodes of uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries are, uh, are released. Boy, I, I'm going to be racing home to see those tonight. If you've never seen it, I've mentioned it before. It's an 11-minute show, so you can get through it. Like the TikTok of TV shows. That's right. Mike Tyson solves mysteries along with Norm MacDonald, a talking pigeon, his adopted daughter, and a ghost. So, (laughs) our new sponsor is McDonald's. Oh, by the way, our guests today, very exciting guests. Two of them, Mark Normand, hilarious comedian, who we discovered on Theo Vaughn's podcast that we were both obsessed with. This past weekend with Theo Vaughn. Mark has his own podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. He's going to be in Toronto this weekend, so he's going to be calling in in about 10 minutes. So we'll talk to Mark. And then Bob Weeks will talk to us about Nick Taylor's big win at Pebble Beach over the weekend. Boomsies! Has Bob ever been on the show? I don't I think so. I think once I thought. No? I can't remember. I think we had him, yeah. I think once. Ago, yeah. I think once. So it's been a few weeks since he's been on. Nice. Nice. Not really. Oh, hey, ooh. <laughs> There's another There's another drop. drop. For next week. There's <laughs> another drop. That's what happens when my acid reflux is gurgling near the surface. Ooh, boy. <laughs> hey, come on into the meat house. <laughs> that was that was nasty. Hey, can I give a public service announcement? Sure, but okay. Um, went to a show at the Horseshoe, the world famous Horseshoe, this past weekend. Just turn your heat on. That's all I ask. That's all I want you to do. Next concert, when you see everyone in the crowd freezing, just put the heat on. Thank you. They're, they're famously surly there. They don't, uh, they're living on their history, so they're not going to change a thing. You just show up with the layers. You got to show up with layers for those shows. Hey, uh, stop. now that McDonald's is our awesome new sponsor, you, can't, you saw a cool thing with a bunch of different McDonald's orders. From celebs, is yes, that right? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, so McDonald's uh, basically put out this video on YouTube uh, that just showed like ba- everyone's favorite meals from like Kim Kardashian to Patrick Mahomes. Okay, let's hear oh, it. Okay. So Kanye West's go-to, 
Six nuggets with barbecue sauce, fries, and a milkshake. Okay, I like that. Standard. That's simple. Yeah, that's good. That's a good a one. Milkshake on the That's You'd expect his to be way crazier. Well, speaking of crazy, his wife, Kim K. Kim. Kimmy. Cheeseburger, fries, six nuggets with honey sauce, yeah. which is quite the veteran move. Yeah. And a apple pie and a shake. Oh, they that's still why have she has a big pies. bum. She's. A lot of treats, but it looks it's good. It's treats, yeah. yeah. That's how she gets her beautiful figure. Is the apple pie still there? I believe so. I believe so. Why would they not have the apple pie? I think it's still okay. rolling, isn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg, Big Mac, fries, and an iced tea. See, that's just basic right there. I like that, though. That's good basic. Magic Johnson, a filet fish with fries. What's your take on the filet fish I personally love it. I actually really like it. It's nice and soft. And I have to be honest. I've never had one. Okay. Wow. Next podcast. There Dan tries go. a filet fish Boomsies. Oh, by, by the way, uh, how we had uh, Cause try the Big Mac uh, last week. Yes. Uh, Carlo Koliakova was very, very upset that he wasn't invited here to eat McDonald's. Oh. He's but, here at five in the morning. Yeah, he's here so early. I feel well, like we were he, doing he him a w- favor. He would come in. I just told him, like, well, Cos never had a Big Mac. What about you? And he's like, well, we could see how many Big Macs I could eat. So that's uh, something. Okay. 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 Now, what we should do. Well, now, I don't know how our sponsor would feel about this, but it's just about loving Big Macs. Our stats guy, Hound Dog Harrison, we've talked about this before. He can put food back mm-hmm. intensely. I've seen him put back... I smell Many a challenge burks. here. This is what I'm saying. We have Hound Dog against Carlo next Ooh. week. Now, who can eat the most Big Macs? I love this idea. The thing with Hound Dog, you could say, we want to see how much milk you can drink. He'd say, sure, right now? Yeah. He's he's very much, he's a gamer. I think that's the, <laughs> the way to describe Hound Dog. Like, anything we come up with on the show. In fact, I believe that we're planning some sort of energy drink commercial Parody with Vasek Pospisil having the maple syrup mm-hmm. at the South France Open last uh, weekend. And I think the, the premise in the commercial was that someone would get maple syrup poured all over them. And instantly, well, first it was Dan, but then we realized that was kind of logistically tough because he'd be wearing a suit. So then instantly our minds turned to Hound Dog and he would be shirtless, maybe bottomless. And just covered in golden, buttery maple syrup. That'd be a tough one to get off, but you said there is a shower here on site. Tough one to get off. The maple syrup. Oh, right. I put maple syrup in my coffee every morning. Do it. It's delicious. It's funny because Pospisil tweeted that today. He listed all the benefits of maple syrup, um, all the good things that it will do for your body, and then he said, and sneakily good in coffee. So he's going to get big maple syrup money. I hope so. But I feel like the maple syrup industry is very much like... We don't need your help. Yeah. Right? We don't need anyone's help. And there's no conglomerate. Well, there Everyone is a, wants there is our a maple syrup from Quebec. Yes. Right? And and we are our own thing, and we don't need you, uh, Vasek Pospisil, runner-up at the South France Open. We don't need you. It, It's expensive. Like yeah, a little bottle. Real good, like real maple syrup is expensive. There's no getting around it. But it's also, once you have it, the real stuff... I know. You can't really go back to I, the, you know, the types I'm talking. The syrup. I, I have to admit, when we go to a pancake breakfast, my daughters and I, yeah, we bring our own maple so, syrup. Yeah, a lot of people do that now. They bring their own syrup. I can't do, I can't the do the fake of syrup. A, uh, in, in maybe your jacket pocket, you throw it in there. Yeah, like a care. flask. I don't think they care. If they did, then I'm out of there. Hey. You're gone. You're leaving that Denny's. You and your charity can go stick it. Wow. Even at a charity event, they're having a pancake <laughs> breakfast. Toolsy, his own syrup. People are like, I oh, you brought it. syrup for everyone, Dan. No, f-
off! <laughs> it's my <laughs> syrup! Be weird to the ask dead, someone. It's for the children. <laughs> you kids. Well, well, along those lines, uh, Dave Naylor is actually infamous for uh, bringing mustard to Michael Landsberg's house for a Super Bowl party and then taking the mustard home with him. Whoa! So is this some fancy mustard? So it's it's mustard that he obtained in Cleveland. He got like a whole case of it because he loves it. It's like ballpark mustard or something like that. And he that. didn't leave it he as a gift. Leave he it brought as a it gift? with him as a, I guess, presumed gift. But then he. <laughs> That's I guess you figured so Landsberg wouldn't have any, so that is amazing. So Naylor, just be, I'll just be taking this, and we'll see you later, Michael and wow. the Landsberg family. You don't want good mustard underappreciated. I right? want to have Naylor on to just discuss that. Actually, I want to have sure Naylor and Landsberg on because they hosted a morning show together for a while. Indeed, they did. That's why that duo broke up. That's also what broke it up Salino and Barnes. Uh, definitely, yeah. Salino and Barnes broke up probably because one of them brought mustard. What was the name of their show? Nailing it. Oh, it's uh, nailing it with the Berg. That's actually that would have been a good title, but I think it was just Nailer and Landsberg. Yeah, Nailer and Landsberg. Uh, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. This wasn't as good, and it didn't last. Guess we better call up our first guest. Yes, we will absolutely. Because this is kind of interesting. He's performing right after he's on with us. Correct. So I was messaging with him today, and we were talking about when he was going to come on because we do this podcast from eight thirty to nine thirty Eastern. We tape it, rain or shine. We are indoors. Every week, right? On a Monday. So we're not really flexible with guests. Uh, That's why, you know, people are asking, why don't you guys have Schrager on anymore? Well, Schrager goes to bed at like 7 p.m. Yeah, he's on Good Morning Football, so he's got to be up. He just can't do it. Like he's, uh, we've always been like, stay up a little later. He's like, I, like I'll be in, he's doing a four hour morning show. Like we can't have him on. So yeah, people kind of got to fit in. But yeah, Mark's doing uh, a set at 9.15. It's 10 to 9 now. And then he's doing another set at 10.30. And where is he tonight? I don't know. Well, we'll find okay. out. I think he's in New York City, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But, um, yeah, Mark has uh, his own podcast with a comedian you love, Joe List. Yes. Called Tuesdays with Stories. Hilarious. If you get a chance to listen to it, and if you're a fan, and I want to talk to him about this, if you're a fan of Tuesdays with Stories, uh, there's a name for fans of that podcast, you're a Tuesday. <laughs> okay? So I'm going to say that I'm 100% a Tuesday, and Dan, when you listen to it, you're going to be full-on Tuesday as well. I love it. Uh, Mark will be at the Grand Girard Theater this Sunday, the 16th of February, to do stand-up. And i got to be honest, and Dan's the same way. I've never heard of this theater. Mark, are you sure this is a real theater that you're performing at? <laughs> well, the check cleared. So, uh, whether it happens or not, uh, something, something's going to go down. Oh, maybe I'll just... Two drugs, or get drunk, or meet a lady, or a pet chick. But uh, either way, I'm coming to Toronto. Well, you're going to be in a great neighborhood for it. You're uh, you're in Leslieville, which is, I guess, sort of like the Brooklyn of Toronto. And uh, right, so you're going to be in a great spot there. There's a, a great pub called the Maple Leaf Pub, and you're uh-huh. yeah, you're going to go there. You're going to meet a nice lady. And then you're gonna you're gonna take her over to your show, and uh, you're gonna wow her, and you'll probably you'll marry a Canadian, and then you'll be dual citizen. All right, I love a Canuck. You know what's great about uh, Canadian women is they're not as uh, entitled as us uh, fat Americans. Do you have experience in this, Mark? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I've been to Montreal Comedy Fest and the Vancouver. Yeah. And the yeah. Uh, the, the Edmonton. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> 
Now, at, like baseball teams. At, at the Montreal uh, Comedy Festival, are there are there groupies for all the comedians there? Because the city is overflowing with comedians during that uh, festival. Oh yeah, <laughs> they come out. They come out. It's exciting, and uh, I think comedy's big in Canada. You guys get comedy, so I feel like the ladies want to meet maybe a, an American douche and. Who knows? And, you know, plus we got some TV credits. So you guys have fake TV over there. We got some real TV. That's right. So I think they get excited. I think you're 100% correct about that. So we first discovered you on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and you were so funny with Theo. And there was a moment on that podcast that Dan and I still talk about a lot. You two attended a UFC event together, and Theo didn't remember that you attended the event with him. Hurtful, hurtful. It was hurtful. I felt bad for you through my car speakers. I was like, I felt I cringed. I wanted to hug you. Well, first of all, it hurt even more because he's sober. (laughs) He was like a big booze bag, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I drink a ton. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. My dad's the same way. He doesn't know my name. That's what hurt. He's sober, and we we connected, and we bonded. You know what the thing is? Joe Rogan, if Joe Rogan's in the area, no one's thinking clearly. You know, he's a big presence. He's famous, and he can can make you famous. So I think we were all just focused on that, and uh, we lost sight of what was going on. Okay. Do you immediately have to start working out when Joe Rogan's in the room? Oh, you start doing push-ups, you, you do your, your tight five, you know, you want to look cool, you don't want to look weak. It, 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 you go back to that ape alpha mentality where you're just like, oh, I'm just the, the douchey, whirly ape on the branch and he's cracking the coconut and I want a piece of it, so I got to him a little or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and then you were talking about Brandon Schaub, who we've met from Fighter and the Kid, and he does a podcast with Theo, and also a super nice guy. These com- like it's like, is it weird for, for comedians now, Mark, because you've got guys like like Joe and Brandon, and they're like they're jacked and they, and they're driving Ferraris, and they're it doesn't it doesn't fit the mold, so to speak. It's very strange, but. I think just like every other art form or every other fad or trend, uh, this it, it's got a break. You know, it used to have hair metal, then it went to grunge. So, like, it used to have nebbishy, Jewy guys who had a dairy allergy, and now you got <laughs> MMA fighters driving a Lambo with a uh, with slick back hair and a, and a cool bomber jacket on, and that's that's the that's the new world order. So, do you have a bomber jacket and a? And no, a, no. <laughs> no, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm a bedwetter. I'm half Jew. I'm gay, and uh, I still like a little MMA and some some labia. Yeah, that's right. Because you and Joe on the Tuesdays with Stories pod, the latest one. I mean, the amount that you two talked about <laughs> each other and <laughs> each other, like it was, it was quite. It was kind of nice, actually. Like, it was nice to hear you guys talk that way. Yeah, we mix it up, and we like to be exactly ourselves on the pod. So we're not going to censor, and we say horrible to each other in regular life. So we say, hey, we're just going to be the same guys and say racial slurs and each other and, uh, you know, say horrible things. Now, And if you want to listen, listen. If you don't, don't. That's 
pretty simple. Uh, we just heard something about uh, an employee of us uh, of ours here that happened at a party. He went to a Super Bowl party at another guy's house, and he brought mustard. And then when he left, he took the mustard with him. Uh huh. Have you wow, ever like have you ever Davis done this? Yeah. Because we we can't wrap our heads around this. Oh sure, I've done things like that all the time. I mean condiments. Uh, we act like, you know, don't you feel like you're going to open your fridge and there'll just be ketchup in there? But you got to realize, oh, I'm a grown-up now. i got to go buy that ketchup. Or I'll just steal it from a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grab some French's on your way out the door, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I steal everything from the hotel room. Not because I, I want to steal it. I just go, oh, I'm going to need this lotion. And I don't want to go out and buy it, and I'm already here. I'll just throw it in my bag. And I think it's the same with the ketchup, the barbecue, and the mustard. You go, ah, it's right here. I did need some mustard. This saves me a trip. But at the same time, Mark, this is this is different. This is loving a brand of mustard so much that you don't trust the host of the party to have a mustard that's satisfying enough oh. for your palate, right? Oh, that is different. Yeah, wow. So that Good seems point. extreme. Like, like it, it. I don't. You just you slum it with the Frenches, I guess, or whatever for one night, and and you be a good guy. But no, this guy's like, no, I'm bringing my own imported mustard from Cleveland, of all places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's a kook. This guy should be locked up. I, I thought it was a klepto situation. This guy no, he brought out. it. He brought it and then left with it. Okay, yeah, that's annoying. That is annoying. I hate this guy already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You mentioned you and Joe like to kind of keep it real and all that. So there's so many podcasts out there now, and Dan and I have been doing ours for 10 years, and we're kind of the same way. We don't plan it. We have no preparation. That's the same way with our TV show. To be honest, we're not professional in any way. But I'm curious, Mark, like you're friends with Joe, but you're friends with lots of comedians. You're, why Why do you decide to do a, a podcast with Joe instead of another comedian, for example? Uh, funny story. Uh, well, actually, it's not that funny, but <laughs> Joe and I were the only two comics that felt like without a podcast. Everybody's got to have one now. And we would just sit at a diner from midnight to 5 a.m. just laughing and bullshit. <laughs> They're after you, Mark. Sorry, sorry. I, uh... I was urinating in public, and I got caught. No. Uh, so Joe said, hey, look, we sit down until the, at the diner until 4 a.m. anyway. Why don't we just record it? We'll just make a podcast. And then that's how it started. And then cut to six years later. Now we're selling out live shows. We got our own merch. We got a YouTube channel. So it's, it's finally cooking. And, That's awesome. And like it, it, for the the modern comedian, like without a podcast, it's it's kind of tough, right? I mean, you're selling shows out on based on what you guys do it on the pod. Yeah, the pods are big, man. Like I've done what 12, 13 late night shows, Conan, Fallon, Colbert, you name it. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> done a million of them. I work really hard. I buy a new suit. You plan the whole thing out, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gives a rat's ass. But you do one Theo or one Rogan or one fighter and the kid and you're you're in the you're in the mix. Now what's the what's the feel like before you go on a late night show? Is it feel different than a regular set at a club? Oh yeah! Like there must be, there must be the nerves. Just must be like, oh, if I flub one word, I'm. 
Exactly. It's terrifying. It's basically like a tightrope walk, and if you just miss one pinky toe, you fall down into the into the abyss. But uh, that's also why it's fun. It's like a race car driver. You know, you're like, I could go into the wall at any moment. And so it's, it's exciting. But it, it's is there a, career-wise? Yeah, that's and that's amazing because it used to be you get on Carson and you, your career was made, right? Oh yeah, the times have changed once again. It's like the Nevishi Jew is not the supreme. Now it's uh, you know Chris D'Elia in a cool leather jacket, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> hey, Chris D'Elia, I'm not knocking he, it. I'm just saying it's it's the natural progression. Isn't Chris D'Elia's claim he's a Justin Bieber's favorite comic. Yeah, that's right. I opened for Delia years ago at Caroline's, and Justin Bieber was in the audience. I had no idea. And you opened for Amy Schumer on a big national tour, and that was like, it sounded like it was like opening for the Stones, basically, Mark. Like, uh, it was in the height of her powers, private jet, Madison Square Garden, wow. five-star hotels, like... I'm talking ladies and booze and, you know, fine dining. And, you know, she'd she'd have celebrities backstage. The whole thing was cuckoo. And why, why you, Mark? Why did she pick you? Did she just, she just loved you? (laughs) I I said, why me? She said three reasons. One, you're low maintenance. You do well on stage and you never try to sleep with me. And I said, I'll take it. Yeah. That's actually pretty good criteria to choose an opening act, actually. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I think as a woman, she didn't want another woman opening because they could step on each other's material, blah, blah, blah. So it all worked out. I, I, I remember I did a set of the comedy show, Bomb, but one joke worked, and she happened to walk through the crowd during that one joke, and that was it. Wow. Ooh. It's amazing how like little moments like that eh, can, can make a career. So you just never know. You never know. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a wacky business. There's no rhyme or reason. I know guys who are super funny who can't catch a break, and then I know people who think out loud, and they're getting zillions of dollars put up their ass every night. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to, to name names, but I don't know if you want to. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. You don't want be- to do that. You don't want to put that into the universe. Um, no. Touring, how do you survive? Because Jay and I, we did our podcast tour. We uh, did a, a couple cities every two weeks, and we almost died. Yeah, we were dead. After. Uh, how do you do the touring? Because uh, we are not adults, and we should not be touring. Same here, but I, I think I've got it down to a science. I'm on the road literally every weekend. I fly from my apartment in New York to Denver, St. Louis, Boston, Miami, you name it. But I, I come back on Sunday... You know, veg out, hang out in the city, see my friends, do some local spots at night. And then on Thursday, I'm back out on the road again. And I, I don't know. I just, I'm pretty good at just shutting down on the, at the airport. I go zombie mode. And then I just kind of come online and I'm like, oh, great. I'm in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> the, the show's in Denver, but I'm in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happened before, too. I've, I've uh, really screwed up some train schedules and whatnot. Missed a ton of flights. You name it, but yeah, when you when it all works out, it's pretty great, you know. When you just go, holy, shit. I was in my bed this morning. Now I'm in San Antonio. We got a sold out show. The hotel's killer. I got a hot DM in my box here. It's gonna be a great <laughs> night. And, and you're fine traveling solo because you're going to all these places alone, I guess. I prefer solo. I've had you know, you bring a girlfriend or you bring somebody else, like a photographer or something. 
just slows you down. What about L.A.? You talked to Theo about this, because it seems like the scene has sort of moved to L.A. in a lot of ways. Like, I know the Comedy Cellar is in New York, and that's legendary, and you're there a lot. And yeah. Do you get the temptation to, to zip out to the other coast and just set up shop out there? I mean, it's kind of a personality thing. I, uh, I've noticed, for me, if the treadmill is not on, I won't run, and I think that's why I like New York. That treadmill is constantly going. you got to stay afloat. you got to hustle. But in L.A., it's just so goddamn cushy. Yeah. You got the sunshine. You're you got right. your feet up. You don't have to ride a subway. You're in your own car with your own music, with your own A.C., just driving and texting. And uh, <laughs> everybody's attractive and yeah, there's so much true. industry. And it's, it's just too much. And, and there's no comedy. I, in, there's no comedy in that. No, no, of course not. That's why the comics are worse. I mean, no offense <laughs> to them, but I mean, we got your David Tells and your, you know, you could, we got killers over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They got Bill Burr. I'll give them that. But they, Bill Burr started in New York. Right. You, you've got the Colin Quinns, and like it seems like they're oh, ball yeah. busters, right? Like they're like they're yes, not, right. So, but but it's all flipped. I mean, it, it's kind of true. Like you watch uh, Dalia and Theo and Shab and all these good-looking, cool dudes, and they're all busting each other's balls, and you're like, oh wow, look at this! It, it's moved from New York to L.A. and it's catching heat. It's great. It's it's exciting. I'm I'm happy for them. You mentioned Shab and too progressive. Sorry, what? Shab and uh, Rogan. Those are two of the most unique comedy stories because Rogan's resume, just, what he's done is just so strange and weird and interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bananas. I mean, that couldn't have happened years ago. So. Hey, look, however you can get in, I say get in, but uh, there's no there's no set path. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. One other thing uh, I'm fascinated by you, Mark, is you grew up in uh, a mansion. You mentioned like a, oh, man- yeah. a literal mansion in New Orleans, and I loved yeah. your dad's philosophy. You, you sort of said that he wanted to be a, a big deal. He wasn't a big deal, so, yep. so he went to a poor neighborhood and bought a, a mansion there and felt yep. like a big deal like it's brilliant uh, i guess i mean <laughs> there's gonna be some holes in it because uh you know he bought a beamer because it was a beamer but it barely ran you know it looked like it had rusty stains on it and the whole thing stunk but it was still a beamer and that's kind of how my dad thinks he goes hey we got a mansion. Yeah, sure, we're getting robbed every week, and uh, I'm scared of my children's lives, and there's no running water, but hey, it's a mansion. <laughs> it's like a Grey Gardens kind of situation. Oh, yeah. If I knew what that was, I would agree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> um, listen, we're going to let you go because we know you got it. Where is the set tonight? Are you in New York tonight? Where, where are you, where I'm you? in New York City at a place called The Stand. It's a it's kind of a newish club in Union Square. Great club. But it's coming up on the seller's heels. The Comedy Cellar, The Stand. We've got New York Comedy Club. we got Gotham Comedy Club. So we got a, we got a ton of comedy here. Yeah, so you can you're I it was funny you mentioned that you were last week where you were headlining at Caroline's or where you headlining or Gotham or something and you said Yeah, Gotham. And you're you were saying that you're you're doing sets every night but then you're asking for headliner money on the weekends at Gotham like it's it's a tough sell. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty great. Well, Finally. I'm I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for your success and and I know you squeezed us in here before a set so uh do you even have to mentally prepare for sets anyway? Like it's like us with our TV show. We don't 
we kind of we're still talking right until the credits kind of end at the beginning and then yeah. it's like oh we're on tv right you know like we don't think about it anymore is that how it is for you on stage at this point a little bit but if i'm running new stuff i want to i want to take a look at my notes you know just so you don't f- the joke up but with the podcast and with any other set it's just go up knock it out have fun be funny but with the new stuff you kind of want to polish up a little bit before well uh, get out there polish polish it up I always think of polishing your knob when you think of polishing things. Oh, sure. I think of Polak, because I go Polish. Yes, right, right. Polak, Polish. Yeah. <laughs> Our minds go to different places, Mark. That's what's cool about human beings. <laughs> we're all different, but we're all gay. The- <laughs> all right, I'll see you later. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thanks, Mark. Mark. Have a good one, buddy. These Mark's Bye. at the Grand Gerard Theater this Sunday, February 16th. The funny thing is... When we Sold asked, out, right? <laughs> we asked him. We said, we'll pump your tires. We'll... We'll uh, we'll get that place sold out. He's like, it's already sold out, but uh, I'll come on anyway. So that was nice of him to do that. Yeah, and that uh, the comedian he does it with Joe List. He was on um, Last Comic Standing, I believe, a few years back. That's where I first discovered him. He's great as well. All right, very funny podcast. Tuesdays with stories. Uh, check it out. Uh, Mark Norman, and uh, you can see stuff all over YouTube. You and Andrew Zwarich were watching some of Mark's stand up on. We YouTube. were. It was on the old Conan. The old Conan I think show. so. The pre-shrunk Or maybe it was. Hour. I don't know what the set looks like now. I haven't seen Conan in a while. I, I listen to Conan's podcast, though. I, yeah, it's really good. Conan's podcast is really good. Gets great guests. Um, and then he has his assistant and his producer, and they have a nice little banter going. Mm-hmm. Everyone really does have a podcast. But it's true about the comedians. Like, that's how comedians sell, sell out now. They have a podcast that everyone loves. Boomsies. That's You're right. selling out theaters. That's kind of how it worked for us. We sold out all those theaters out west, thanks to our podcast. Sure, we were doing the podcast in the theaters. <laughs> that seems like it took place eight years ago. I know. It does. It does, right, stuff. It seems like that tour was Absolutely. eight years ago. Yeah. I just framed our uh, the poster that we gave to VIPs. Oh, that's a good idea. Old. I framed it, and I've got it ready to put up in the old basement. Uh, in what I used to call my listening room because it has my stereo in it and my my records but now is the american girl room because it has all my daughter's toys in it and i don't have a stereo there anymore you had to move the stereo it's i I, i'm putting it away (laughs) you don't want to damage it's gonna get destroyed yeah it's already nearly been destroyed so it's just gonna go bye-bye for a while well i can uh, look after it uh, yeah yeah you can you can uh, have a look-sees at it for a while sure yeah you can just put it at my house the cats might get into it but uh, maybe not no sir meow meow not good. I'm DJ Scratchy Post. Meow. <laughs> well, that would be meow. my. I've said that before. That'd be my DJ name, DJ Miamix. It's not actually my bad act at all. Or DJ CK DJ DJ Scratch and Sniff. Yeah, you, I I thought it was DJ. Meow. <laughs> I thought it was DJ Scratch and Sniff. You always used that one. Did you ever use that moniker like? At C- not at CKDJ, but maybe we were DJing a party at Algonquin College. I never DJed. I didn't. I've never. Um, well, I did. Here's the- another track by Rusty. <laughs> That's what it was. Well, DJ. I, I never Meow. DJed at a party. I DJed at CKDJ. <laughs> um, but never at a party. My uh, roommate Dave did though. Oh yeah, Dave. He was good on the Wheels of Steel. His room was next to mine, and I. Getting them to play the same song over and over. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of mixing. I'm like, hit that one again. 
Well, that was kind of you, and you played that one song when we were touring all over and over. Yeah. I can't remember what song it was. What didn't we play it? No, it was that was uh, Mo- uh, Moonlight. Uh, 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 that's essentially it. <laughs> so you saw uh, Citizen Cope over the weekend at the Shoe. Citizen Cope, he's from like 20 years ago. He was a pretty big deal. Uh, he still tours. Um, great show. Um, again, froze my balls off. Like I had to um, wore a winter coat the entire show. Uh, at one point, the heat came on. And there was a sigh and... Like a cheer? Yes. A bit of a cheer through the crowd or a low clap? Everyone's like, oh, this is uh, great. This is amazing. Then four minutes later... <laughs> That was the air coming, the air conditioning coming. It's a good impression of the air coming in. But here it is. What a tune. That's, that's a good one for the treadmill. That fit for less. DJ. <laughs> hey, I'm having a, I'm having a fit for less uh, update, I believe, tomorrow on that wall. I tweeted out a picture of a wall that had a hole in it and it needed to be painted. I think they uh, will have it painted by tomorrow. You're going to post that on the social media? Big time. Oh, I love that idea. Oh, yeah. Someone will be like, must be nice to have a place that has a wall. <laughs> Your picture in front of that Sears that's being torn down in Peterborough. You, your face, it haunts me. It was very sad. Like, it, were you, was that serious? No, I was just like, I didn't want to look happy in the picture, so I just took a picture of me, like, not smiling. You have to, if you haven't seen this, you have to go to Dan's Instagram and see, and I don't, I'm not making fun of the fact that the Sears is being torn down and jobs were lost. What I'm drawing attention to is Dan's face. My solemn face. Just the... I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I've never seen that face. So I'm getting a brick from that uh, Sears demolition. A guy uh, sent me a message. He goes, I thought I saw you. And I'm like, can I get a brick? He's like, yeah, come by whenever. What are you going <laughs> to do with it? Just a paperweight? I guess. Put it somewhere in the house. My house is full of like that. What's, uh, what's over there on that, uh, that fireplace mantle? That's a brick. <laughs> well, that would be a good weapon, though, if someone came in and tried to, tried to rob you. Yeah. Oh, you could do some damage with a brick. So one guy responded on my social media because I said, oh, I, I gave a little story about Sears and how what it was like uh, as a kid and all that going there. And he's like, stores can't survive on nostalgia alone. When was the last time you were there? Like I alone could have kept Sears in business. Yeah, well, I mean, you could have contributed. <laughs> I've been lived in my hometown for 25 years. Yeah, but you live very close to and it. I could have pointed out every Sears in Canada closed. Was I supposed to go Sears to Sears? Yeah, a lot of people would have liked <laughs> if you took the Dan O'Toole solemn face tour to all the Searses. And then on my stories, I posted a picture outside a bar that said, outside is not a urinal. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And someone said, what, are we supposed to just piss everywhere? Because I said, oh, well, it kind of is. Because I grew up on a farm. When you just piss yeah, wherever. You said it kind of is. You, it said outside is not a urinal. And then you wrote, it kind of is. <laughs> and so someone yeah. was upset that yeah. you We're just supposed to piss everywhere. Like, I guess this comes back to the question that all of us in our life ask you repeatedly. Why are you on social media? It causes <laughs> you so much stress and strife. It raises your blood pressure. It's probably taking years <laughs> off your life. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. I just... 
I could post a picture of a puppy, and people would be like, do you know where that puppy came from? That is definitely what they would like, say. Just like, there's a farm. They breed them. Yeah. Oh, God. That farm's right by your house. A picture of a child holding a balloon on their birthday. Where are you going to put the balloon when it's done? A picture of Mother Teresa... <laughs> Washing someone's washing feet. Washing someone's feet. Washing a, a poor person's feet. <laughs> oh, I wish someone would wash my feet. You, she's taking some foot washer's job. Bob Weeks, I'm sorry that we uh, we're discussing this as we introduce We're discussing you, social media and trolls on social media. Oh, it sounded like foot washing. <laughs> yeah. Bob, do you get a lot of, like... Tr- people trolling you like like if you post something about golf and people say something like oh it must be nice to know nick taylor personally or something like that <laughs> yeah a couple of those i found i found the best the best thing to do is just ignore them like because that's what they're looking for right I can, know. can you tell dan that because that's <laughs> that's what we've been trying to tell dan for ever since the advent of social media <laughs> yeah well I don't know. It's a pretty easy lesson. <laughs> I know. Hey, what a weekend for Canadian oh, golf. Man. As I said at the start of our show last night, I'm like, Sunday was one of those days where you like, stop what you're doing for the next two hours and watch the back nine and um, enjoy it. It's, uh, it was a pretty amazing day. And I think it, it, the one thing social media does give you is a real indication of how many people are tuning in, watching that, uh, right. and, and raptured with it, really. It's uh, and it was pretty entertaining. I got to say, I thought after nine holes he had it all wrapped up, but uh, it got a little tight there towards the end. He made it interesting, and you know, yeah, it's so funny because you think of this—you know—he's a professional golfer. He's already won on the tour, but you're and he's he's leading the first three rounds. But you're going into that final round playing a guy who's won the tournament six times, one of the greatest ever, and Phil Mickelson, and. Like, just to think to tee it up next to this guy must be just terrifying. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, Nick, Nick is, um, I've known Nick for a long time. He's one of the smartest guys you will ever meet, especially on the PGA Tour anyway. And I found, I, I knew going into that last round, he was not going to get overwhelmed. If he, if he lost it, it would be because he played poorly. But I didn't think he would get swept up in, in everything that was going on. I don't know if you guys remember back in 1999, I think it was the second year on tour, P, uh, Mike Weir got into the final group in the PGA Championship with, with Tiger Woods. And, I mean, he just got swallowed up by the crowd and the, the yelling and the screaming. And Tiger would walk towards, you know, the next hole after holding out. Mike still had a three-footer and yeah. every people all over the place. That You know, Nick, Nick was smart enough to kind of realize what was coming and to understand it. And I think he just dived into uh, to a sort of a mental shutdown. He said there were a few Canadian fans out there, but they kind of got drowned out by the Phil fanatics. But, I um, mean, give him full credit for, for walking through that. And it's one of the things he's been working on very hard lately is his mental uh, capacity because the game has been pretty solid now for the last, say, six to eight months or so. But he needs to kind of tighten up the mental fortitude, and, and I think it's working. And that first win of his was, what, five years ago? Yeah, six years ago, 2014, um, the start of the 2014-15 season. He won in his fifth start on the PGA Tour. Right. Right. So I think a lot of people expected he'd have another one before now. He did. I know. He told me that. Yeah, and he almost said it. He didn't say it exactly like this, but he said yesterday, he's like, uh, you start to wonder, is it ever going to happen again? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, it's tough to win on the PGA Tour. You need so many things to go right. You have to play well, first of all. But then you also have to get breaks. You know, it's it's those rounds where the putts lip in instead of lipping out. And you have to count on guys like Phil Mickelson to, you know, miss shots. And, you know, a great career on the PGA Tour is three or four wins. And and, and so you can play yeah. three or four hundred tournaments. And, and you can be considered a great player if you have three or four wins. So... You don't come that often, and you and you got to take every chance you can when you get into the contention and have a have an opportunity to win one. And then you know you mentioned Mike Weir. So coming up at the Masters, we have we have the most Canadians ever competing at the Masters. We have uh, Nick gets into the Masters now with his win at Pebble. Uh, Mike, of course, will always get into the Masters. And then you have Corey Connors, and you have Adam Hadwin. So you and Duffy are just going to be having a party down there. It'll be maple <laughs> syrup. It'll be it'll be beaver tails. It'll be coffee crisps uh but it's it makes it obviously more fun for you guys covering the event i would imagine it does it's so much fun i, I can tell you, you know over the years i've been this is it's going to be my 25th masters wow and over over the years you go down there and you see like four spanish golfers like sergio and jose and uh john rom and, and stuff playing together or you see four australians to, to together and there was a lot of years where it was just mike and now there's going to be a foursome out there. And Nick actually was talking about that a little bit uh, yesterday, saying how cool it'll be to go out for a practice round with Adam and Corey and then use Mike's experience there to tell them where to go and how to do it and where to, where to miss and those kind of things. So it's pretty neat. It's, um, I was saying on another radio show this, today that I think this is probably the deepest contingent we've had of, of Canadians on the PGA Tour, if you throw in Matt Hughes and Roger Sloan. And a lot of these guys are basically came up sort of as teenagers when Mike was winning the Masters. And you listen to them all talk about what an inspiration Mike was, um, how winning the Masters for them showed them that they can do it. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's sort of their, their generation, I guess, following up in, uh, in Wearsy's footsteps, who's going to turn uh, 50 uh, shortly after the Masters. So, so Wearsy's like the grandfather to these guys, and then almost like uh, the uncle, Graham Dillette. We just need him now back in, uh, back in perfect health. Yeah, and it's, it would be great if he could get his back. I don't know. I'm really kind of worried about Graham. I've had a few chats with him, but he's very he's, – he keeps things close to the vest. And I don't know when he's going to be back, if it's going to be a week, a month, uh, next year. But, uh, but he's – you know, for what that guy's gone through to try and get back, basically had stem cell cert, uh, implants put in a year ago. That didn't work. In fact, made things worse. So he had another discectomy. I mean, the guy is, you think Tiger's broken down. Poor old Graham is just just uh, really tough out there because I think he could really do some damage if he ever was healthy again. He's such a good ball striker, and he's such a good guy. He's fun on Twitter, too. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great to have on this podcast, too. Uh, and, okay, Bob, I'm going to put you on the spot. So, uh, very exciting golf at the Olympics this summer. The top two ranked players from each country get to go to Tokyo. And suddenly we have a competition on our hands, uh, and and obviously Adam and Corey and now Nick. It's going to be two of those three. If you were a betting man, Bob, and I don't know if you are, uh, who, who, which two would you say we're, we're going to be able to make it to Tokyo this this summer? Ooh, boy, that's tough. I'm going to go with Adam and Nick, only because it would be such a cool story. Do you know those guys grew up playing junior golf at the same club together in Abbotsford, BC? 
they were uh, as young pros they moved down to uh, phoenix to try and you know play the mini tours and they roomed together so i just think two olympians from the same club from the same little town in bc i think it would be such a cool story nothing against Corey connors but uh that would be that for selfish reasons for me that would be the best story to have happen oh that would be amazing that would be amazing. i did not know that story how, how excited are you about golf at the olympics bob I think it's great. I mean, it's funny, you know, having covered Olympics, uh, primarily Winter Olympics before, you get the idea of how big it is. And I can remember telling Graham Dillette and David Hearn last year, I said, like, I know you guys have played major championships, but you will not believe how big the, 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 the Olympics are. And they were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, you know. And then when they came back, they said, you're right, we couldn't believe it. It's so big. It's so huge. And I think a lot of the golfers who are a little worried uh, about the golf being in the Olympics last time who opted out, you know, the Rorys and the, and the Jason Days and those kind of guys, I think they're kicking themselves now. And they'll, if they have the opportunity, uh, they'll be in it this time for sure. Bob, you ranked the, uh, the top courses in Canada every year. What was number one this year? Or last year, uh, I should say, in 2019. Yeah, Cabot Cliffs. Cabot Cliffs, for sure. That's, yeah. uh, the two Cabot courses, I think, were one and three with the national in between. But, um, I mean, if you haven't been to those Cabot courses, it's pretty spectacular golf. And it's it's a cool – it takes you a little bit to get there. Like, it's kind of in the middle of – I won't say nowhere, but it's a small town and a long way from a major airport, three and a half hours from Halifax. But it's so much fun when you get there. It's all about golf and maybe having a couple of pints afterwards or a single malt. Um, but it's worth it's worth a trip, and um, and they're adding another one in St. Lucia, which would kind of be nice around this time of year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it gets open. You ever played uh, Wildfire? It's outside my hometown of Peterborough on Stony Lake. You know, I've not I've not played there. Oh, but Bob, you got to go. We should go know, this summer. I, everyone, I've, I'd love to do that. Everyone who plays there raves about it, and I think John Mills, uh, the old PGA Tour player, I think his uh, brother is the pro there. That's correct. Yep. Mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the three of us, we're going to golf it this summer. Sounds okay. great. Let's okay. do it. All right, Bob. Bob, it was great having you on the pod. Uh, have fun at Augusta, and uh, and we'll talk to you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thanks, Bob. There he is, Bob Weeks, the TSN golf analyst extraordinaire. And, uh, yeah, you think golf in this country, you think Bobby Weeks. I ran into Bob in the wild, like maybe my first couple years working at TSN. I was going into Ikea. He was coming out. Oh, yeah. He had some meatballs in his belly and maybe a, <laughs> a say, hey, Come chair. on into the meat house. I thought you were going to say they're in his pockets. Meatballs in his meat pocket. Meatballs in his pocket and a poang chair on his back. When was the last time you went to Ikea? Oh, long time ago. I haven't been there for a long time. Maybe a decade. If you thought social media upset me. Oh, Ikea. Like, how about Ikea on a Saturday? Oh, Ooh, mama. <laughs> no, no, that's Ooh, nightmare. Mama. We should send you in there uh, with a camera. And tweet on social media while in Ikea on a Saturday. I love that idea. Who's in for that? Garen, and, I want to hear from you podcast listeners. Who wants Dan? Hashtag Dan at Ikea on a Saturday. And he doesn't get to use any of the shortcuts. That's He's right. Go through and the I've got to, and I have to attend a. Uh, a compulsory meeting. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, uh, one last thing we want to get to. Our friend... Uh, well, you brought this up with me. Because um, yeah. you listen to Overdrive, uh, our afternoon radio show, TSN 1050 Toronto. Very popular. Uh, Jeff O'Neill, Jamie McLennan, uh, McLennan and uh, Brian Hayes is the host. Great guy. He drives that bus. He drives that bus. Great, great host. 
And Brian is the guy who did the My Pillow ad that we love. And this is Brian's voice here when you when you, Christoph will always do this drop, right? This one where he uh, he's talking about My Pillow and how much it uh, how much it changed his life. It has changed my life. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So anyway, uh, I understand he has some new new ads uh, tools. Yeah, for the Jiffy app. So if you need anything done around the house. You dial up the Jiffy app, and like a handyman comes to your house, like I a love, plumber, this uh, is like my electrician, dream app. whatever. Yeah, this is my dream app because I I'm not handy in any way. I love the idea of having something on my phone. It's like oh, something broke. This I can just get somebody quick. Yeah, and he always he does these reads, and after you listen for a week, you're like Brian Hayes needs to move because his house is maybe on the verge of being condemned. Right, right. So Brian bought a money pit. All right, let's give uh, give these a li- we'll give one of them a listen here. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. I had some friends over to watch the game and my dishwasher started leaking. Terrible timing. So I jumped on the Jiffy app and had a great pro come by See? that day go. who fixed the problem without the hassle. See, to me, if I had a dishwasher leaking when I had friends over, I just tell them to put on some boots. <laughs> and because I'm not dealing with this now, the game's on. Why does he have the dishwasher running during the game? No, because you know before everyone came oh, over, he wants to get those dishes clean for everybody, okay. right? Right. Dishwasher starts leaking. Jiffy app, boom, you're saved. Love that. Jiffy app, well done. What's the next one? Stuff. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. The outlet in my bathroom stopped working out of nowhere, and rather than asking friends on Facebook if they knew someone, I opened up the Jiffy app and had a vetted, licensed electrician at my house after work that day to fix the issue. Jiffy continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get small jobs and emergencies done around Stop, the house. Dude, hold on. Download the Jiffy Dan app. is dying over here. Dan, you just had a coughing fit, but then something came out of your body. It was a partial vomit. You puked on the pot. There was, it's you right puked. there. If you want to see? It. Oh God, no! I don't want to look at it. It's on the chair. It's on Hayes's chair. No, it's on the floor. Oh, okay, I thought it was. I thought you puked. It would be somewhat coincidental if we were talking about Hayes and then you vomited on his chair. And it was because of the acid reflux, because it was gurgling and the stuff at the top just came up. Do you need to go to the doctor? No, nah, I just forgot to take my pill today. Oh, man, we sound old. Okay, let's hear uh, one more. <laughs> The outlet. So again, so he's got the the dishwasher's f-ed up. The outlet's outlet's messed, and I think there's another thing that happened to Hayes's house. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. Finding someone to clear the leaves and twigs in my eaves troughs not as easy as you think, especially when it's buried in snow. And not cleaning the eaves during freezing cold weather could mean major problems. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He can't find anyone to get those twiggies out of there. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. I showed up on my house the other day. Door gone. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. Do your windows shut? Not mine. Cold air coming into the home all hours of the night. Wife freezing. Children cold. (laughs) Everybody. Hypothermia. Jiffy app. Save the day. It's Hayes. Hey, it's Brian Hayes. I got home the other day. House gone. Does this ever happen to you? <laughs> Thank God for Jiffy. Jiffy. So I called the Jiffy app. They built me a new house Wait, within don't, 12 hours. Don't call Jiffy. <laughs> hey, Jiffy app, it's dead. Uh, sir, just, just tap it on your phone. You, and can, again, you don't call us. This is a great service. We're making light of Brian Hayes' 
his house and his life is in shambles. Yeah, Brian Hayes <laughs> needs a therapist. It has changed my life. <laughs> his life. I'm worried he needs a life coach. He might need a new chair over there, too. I'm yeah, Brian might- Hayes. The other day I showed up at home. There's a hobo living in my house. I'm Brian Hayes. I sat on my toilet, fell into the toilet. Toilet seat, gone. Toilet, gone. It has changed Brian's life. Can you pass it me has those changed uh, my life. saw wipes there? I oh, got to clean up this. Vomit time. Anyway, check out the Jiffy app. Yeah. I'm literally going to download it on my phone right now. I need that. Uh, I, have a, I have a floorboard that's loose. I just love that. Underneath I, you right now? <laughs> yeah, the puke. Got, loosened up that floorboard. Jiffy, here it is. Easy. Easy home maintenance. Love it. Oh, and there's even Jiffy Pro. So if you're like, if you have a business, oh, I love that. Boom! Yeah, did you hear that? Up. Wait, that little ding. You just got, I got the Jiffy app. You scheduled someone? No, I got the app. I don't really need anything done at this moment, but when I do, boomsies, it's on my phone. They can put up your Christmas lights. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like doing that myself. Every time my wife's like, "What are you doing up there?" <laughs> I'm like, "I could do this." She's like, "You're gonna die." She's like, my wife. She's like, what? Why do we have a ladder? You use it once a year. Hey, you need help with that ladder, Jiffy? Yeah, maybe. I don't. Maybe Jiffy should come put up the Christmas lights. Anyway, I'm excited about it. Um, this has been a blast. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm excited about hashtag uh, Dan at IKEA. Is it hashtag Dan at IKEA? Is that what we're going with? I like it. It's not a point. So Saturday. So what's the closest IKEA to you, Toolsy? Schwa? Is there one in the Schwa? Uh, I probably off the four oh seven up there around like wherever that like by uh, U of York. I mean, not U of York. York. York University. Isn't there one, there one up there? there? Well, there's yeah, one. yeah, there's one four hundred four oh seven yeah. pretty one. That's the closest one. That you? no, probably. no. There's the, there's isn't there Shepherd? What's the Shepherd and like Vic Park? Oh yeah, that, that one. That one's there too. By the old TSM. I'm not. There's one there. Hey, great store, great place to get plates and glasses. It's, I mean... meatballs. Yeah, and honestly, the meatballs are good. (coughs) Uh Uh-oh, you gonna puke? No, but I'm getting over something. (coughs) Again. I'm sick so much now. I need the sicky app. Here's what happened. So I had vertigo last week. I had the flu before. You had the flu or something. And my one buddy pointed out, he's like, once uh, you guys open the floodgate, then... No, we're we're gonna be gone by the end of the enjoy this podcast while you got it. And McDonald's. Thanks for sponsoring our last year of the pod. <laughs> we're gonna be I love that sauce. No, it's just our once we knew the streak was over, then our bodies were like, Okay, kind of. let's get real now. Yeah, they felt like the bodies were like, you know what? Now I feel like I can just like fall apart. By the way, I keep getting little tingles in the back of my head. The vertigo is not gone. Every person I talk to they say, oh, yeah, my wife's had it for three years. Oh, uh, my cousin's had it for uh, three months. I'm So you're never getting rid of this thing. I hope it goes away. It's not fun. Old Spins O'Toole, they call you at the Ikea. Like, hey, who wants to go in the Tilt-A-Whirl? <laughs> like, my whole <laughs> life is a Tilt-A-Whirl. Yeah, pretty much. Our right. old uh, Fox colleagues are hosting. There's an episode of BattleBots on. Yeah. Kenny Florian. Kenny Florian, and, uh, great guy. Molly McGrath, or our old friends from Fox. Who's uh, doing the play-by-play? John Anik? Oh, Chris Rose, another Fox oh, guy. Chris Rose. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, he sent us a note uh, when we left. 
really good dude. He says, uh, uh, get the f*** out of our, my country and yeah. go back to Canton. No, yeah, he's like, why he, did you take, take my spot at Fox? <laughs> yeah. He said very nice words to us. Very nice guy. He's a sexy man. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Christoph, did you have fun on the pod today? Absolutely. Okay. Well, that uh, Mark Norman, a good guy, and Bob Weeks, great. Uh, who do we have next week? Dan. Mi- Mysteries. Dan at Ikea. Mysteries. Oh, I can't, we can't wait for this Dan and Ikea stuff. Okay, well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Matt. They're going home. to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at McDonald's James Duffy presents the rubber boots podcast so we're sitting down at our table the, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us he goes hello I am not well <laughs> I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.